The holidays are just around the corner, and it's time to be thinking about getting those perfect gifts for family, friends, or maybe even for yourself. We have the perfect opportunity for you to take care of that shopping list and support ACB Media at the same time. It's the ACB Media Holiday Auction. Join us on Sunday, November 27th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time, on Zoom or on ACB Media. You can bid on great, unique items like handmade crafts, collectibles, technology, and food including those wonderful baked goods and a whole lot more. If you want to get a jump start on things, the Sneak-A-Peak Appetizer Auction is also back this year on November 25th and 26th. Watch your email for more details or contact Leslie Spoon. Her email address is lesliespoon at cfl.rr.com. We'll see you Sunday, November the 27th at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific at the ACB Media Holiday Auction. Happy bidding! Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome, everyone, to In the Kitchen with Courtney. This is Sunday, November the 20th, 2022. We are just four days away from Thanksgiving, so if you are planning on cooking a turkey for your Thanksgiving dinner on Thursday, I hope you have it thawing in your fridge now um, because, you know, those things have got to thaw for several, several days. So mine has been thawing since Tuesday and we will get to talking turkey in just a few minutes. But I want to go ahead and thank the people who are helping me tonight. I want to thank Tori for uh, being our host in Zoom. I appreciate you. Tori has agreed to be our permanent host from now on, so she will be a regular host for us. My sidekick, Kayla, can't do this without her. Kayla, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for taking time away from your family and your Sunday afternoon to help us. To Nikki for connecting us to uh, the stream and streaming us on ACB Media 5. And to Jane for connecting us with Clubhouse. Welcome, everyone, in Clubhouse. We are so glad you're here. And to our folks in Zoom, glad you're here as well. If you would like to connect with any of our cooks on ACB, you can send an email to acbcooks at gmail.com. And if you would like to subscribe to our listserv where you will get the recipe on how to cook this turkey and how to cook the cranberry sauce, be sure to send a blank email to acb-cooks plus sign subscribe at acblists.org. And if I don't forget, I'll give that information at the end of the call. If I do forget, you can find it in the description of, of today's call where you got the login information. So I am going to turn this over to Kayla for just a few minutes. She's going to go over our list of ingredients for the cranberry sauce. Then I'm going to give a few adaptations and then Kayla's going to give her version as well. And then once we get the cranberry sauce started, we will start talking some turkey. All right, Kayla, I'm going to turn it over to you. Awesome. So um, your cranberry sauce only needs a couple ingredients as a base. So that is going to be two bags of fresh or frozen cranberries, one and one half cups sugar, and one half, sorry, yep, one half cup water. So that is our base um, for our cranberry sauce. All right. Thanks, Kayla. So after I had sent out the list of ingredients, I tried another cranberry sauce recipe and I liked it a lot better. So that's the one I'm going to make tonight, but I will send out this recipe along with its ingredients. And I meant to send those to Kayla for the adaptations, but I've got to memorize, so we'll go over them. 
So this one calls for one a bag of fresh or frozen cranberries. Mine were frozen fresh because I got them uh, at the end of last year, I believe. And so what we're going to use is a two-quart crock pot. And this is about, a two-quart crock pot is about six to eight inches and maybe about six inches around. If you have a rice cooker, it's like a little rice cooker. And we're going to turn this on high. So I've got it plugged in, got it turned on high, and I'm going to dump my bag of cranberries into my crock pot. And now we need one half cup of water. So I'm going to grab me some water. You know, bear with me because I couldn't locate my half cup. So I'm just using my quarter cup. So we'll just do two of those. All right, there's number one. And I'm actually giving my turkey a bath. You're making I out I math today. Yeah, I know. I know. I left. I put my turkey in the sink already, and I was giving it a bath. So, all right. So that is one half cup of water, and now we need one half cup of orange juice. Now the recipe says you know you could use fresh squeezed or you know already in the jug or you know already made up whoops so there's one fourth plus a little more because I overspilled it all right but that'll make it a little bit better anyway all right so you can use fresh squeezed or out of the carton so I chose to use out of the carton so that was one half cup of orange juice and I just held my measuring cup over the crock pot and measured it out and I had a little bit of spillover but it went right into the crock pot so I don't have a mess and it's okay for this recipe. All right, next I'm going to wash and dry my measuring cup very well. All right, again, giving that turkey a bath. So I'm gonna wash that really well and I'm gonna dry it well because we're fixing to dip into our sugar. So the next ingredient you will need is one half cup of brown sugar and then after that, you'll take, um, you'll do one half cup of white sugar. And it, I don't know if it's specified light or dark uh, on the brown sugar. And I never specify when I tell them to get my brown sugar. Dark. Yeah. Oh, that is not brown sugar. That is parsley. So we don't want the <laughs> no. parsley in there. I grabbed the wrong container. Well, it's very light. So, and I didn't think to check it. But I caught it before I put it in there. So I, I knew That's, that, that you know, uh, measuring spoon just stopped way too quick for the brown sugar. All right. So now we have the right sugar. They're both in the same container. Um, of course, I buy these in bulk and from uh, my spices in bulk from Amazon. And then I have some containers that uh, I, either some peanuts have come in or uh, the peanut butter filled pretzels have come in mm, so wow. those are really good storage yes those are really good storage containers so um and, and they're square and they fit nicely in my counter and my cabinet all right so now we have the brown sugar going in and i think you have to pack it i think it said pack so all right so i've got put in two one-fourth cups of brown sugar which equals a half for those who are doing math and keeping up. All right. And now I'm adding 
half a cup of white sugar. We use white sugar a lot more. So I have like some um, eight quart um, bowls or eight cup bowls. I'm sorry, not quart, eight cup bowls. All right, so I put that in there and then it calls for one quarter teaspoon of um, cinnamon. And when I made this the other night, I said I need to add a little more sugar. So I'm going to add just a tiny bit more, maybe a couple of tablespoons of sugar extra in there. And the same thing on my cinnamon, it calls for one quarter cup, but I think it needs a little bit more. So I'm just going to uh, put a couple of pinches in there. Not a quarter. Did I say a quarter cup? It's a quarter. You did. Cup. I was going to say that sounds like um, a lot of cinnamon. <laughs> well, you know, I like my cinnamon, but I'm not putting that as a quarter teaspoon. And just follow the, the ingredient list when you get it. My yeah, and is, I would bump that up to a full teaspoon if it was me because I love cinnamon. And, you know, I think I just sprinkled it in my hand. And I think that's about what I put in there was a, a full teaspoon. So um, you need at least a quarter teaspoon. If you like more, put more. And if you don't like it, you can leave it out. All right. So now that's in there. And what we're going to do, I have my wooden spoon and we are going to stir this and... And I just, I literally just took the cranberries out of the freezer and dumped them in here. And that's fine if you do that. And what you're going to do is you are going to cook this on high for three hours. And you want to stir it every hour. So I'm going to set me a one hour timer and a three hour timer. So I won't forget, Alexa, start timer for three hours. Three hours, starting now. Awesome. Alexa. Start one hour timer. Second timer, one hour, starting now. All right, so we've got that going. And I've just given that a quick start, just kind of incorporate the ingredients. And once, you know, the three hours is up, I start it. Um, and then the cranberries are soft enough that you can just lay a spoon up against them and they will pop. And some of them will pop as you're cooking. Now, this can be done on the stovetop. Um, but you would have to have a little bit more liquid. So I would just add a little more orange juice and a little more water. And it's one of those things you just have to, if you're adding more water to it, just do it like a quarter uh, cup at a time. And the same thing with the orange juice. And if it starts getting kind of dried out, then, you know, you want to add some more. And it doesn't take that long to, you know, it doesn't take the three hours to cook it on the stovetop. It might take maybe 30 minutes. Um, I've never made it on the stovetop, but I know it can be done. So we will come back in about an hour. If we're still here, we'll stir that. And once it gets, once that three hours is up, I'm going to take my immersion blender, which is a stick blender that you can stick down into your soup stews or whatever. And you don't have to ladle it into your regular blender. But this is just a stick blender that plugs into the wall. And it has two little buttons on it and has a little blade at the end and like a little cup that kind of cups over the blade. And that's that blade, once you turn that on, it starts sucking that soup or juice or, you know, your ingredients up into that little cup and it chops it up. So I'm going to um, use my immersion blender to break up the skins of those cranberries and get them immersed into the cranberry sauce. And once I get that done, I'm going to empty this into a glass bowl and I'm going to let it sit out for about an hour before I stick it in the fridge. That way I want it to cool off and kind of congeal. And it tastes as good at, to me, it tastes as good as, if not better than what you get um, in the cans at the grocery store. 
The only difference between this and the one in the grocery store is it doesn't have the ridges on there. So if you like the ridges, you know, the outline of the can, you might want to stick to the can stuff. I've got some must for you, <laughs> but I will say this stuff is delicious. And as long as I can get cranberries, I think I'm going to start making my own cranberry sauce. So it's good. So, all right. Well, I'm going to get to Kayla to tell about her cranberry sauce in just a little bit, but I want to get this turkey in and get it going. And then, then we can talk other um, adaptations and uh, ingredient swaps and substitutions. All right. So once you get your bird from the grocery store, you want to make sure that either you keep it frozen until about four or five days before you need to cook it. Um, or put it in the fridge immediately. And you want to keep it in there and let it thaw in the fridge. If you forget to put it out in the fridge and it's time to start cooking your turkey and it's still frozen, a safe way to do that is to um, fill your sink with some ice water or some cold water and you let it sit in that cold water for 30 minutes. And then you drain your water and you start over and you keep doing that until it's thawed out. Okay, so every 30 minutes, you'll change out your water. All right, so um, and you cook your turkey by the pound. And I weighed mine and it's it's I know it's too heavy to put on my kitchen scales, but I think because I think my kitchen scales only go up to maybe eight or 10 pounds. Um, so I had to drag out the bathroom scales and weigh that turkey. And when I weighed the turkey, it was 14.8 pounds. And so we're going to cook it by th that weight. And, and I'll give those directions in just a little bit. So when you buy your turkey, again, most of them are going to be frozen. Sometimes you can get those that are on, not frozen. And it's going to have, most of them have a net around them. So it's like this plastic, looks like a fish net. So I'm just going to cut that off. And usually I do a lot of prep work before, but I wanted y'all, you know, so I could explain this really well and answer any turkey questions you had. I wanted to go ahead and just leave it like it was. And I'm doing this all in my sink. So, all right, before I, I get too involved in turkey talk, do we have any questions on the cranberry sauce? So, Tori, do we have any hands in Zoom? And then we'll go over to Clubhouse and just after Zoom. We do not. All right. And do we have any questions in Clubhouse, Jane? Um, let me... No, not right now. All right. And somebody just made a layer out of me over here in Zoom. Okay. All right. <laughs> So hey, who's Julie. making Tori a liar? <laughs> Julie, welcome. I'm afraid I did. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. That's all right. Um, I wasn't fast enough with the meat button. But anyway, I had a question with cooking that cranberry sauce on high sure. um, for you. Um, you know, they always say with crock pots not to remove the lid during cooking. Like, mm -hmm. are you safe to do that? Yes. Yes. Usually when they say that, it's um, maybe when they're, you're cooking meat or something. Um, it loses a lot of heat. That's yeah. Why. It, Not because it's going to hurt you, but because right. it loses the heat that it built up with the lid on. And for this, it, it being, you know, cranberry sauce, it's, and you're not going to have the lid off maybe 30 to 45 seconds at the most. 
um, when you're doing the cranberry sauce. And the reason you want to start that because it has those two different sugars in there, plus the sugar from the juice. And you don't want to that to start sticking and burning because then it's, it's going to taste really funny. Um, okay. I was gonna, seeing like, you're going to have a smoky flavor. Just you're like, wow, that could kind of hurt your hand <laughs> if it was. On yeah. High. Yeah. But it's not, um, there's not a, it doesn't take up much space. I mean, there's a good two or three inches before it hits the top of my crock pot. So, um, and all that water, you know, it does sound like a lot of water, but it starts evaporating once you get that in there and get it cooking. But no, it, it doesn't. It's no longer than you're going to have the lid off. It's not going to affect it that much. Not at all. So, but good question. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. And we have two of our hands. Okay. Who else? Monica. Hi, Monica. Hi, Courtney. Um, Welcome. Thank you. Julie asked this similar question I was going to ask because I wondered if the heat would escape too much from the crock pot. But I also did want to comment the way you made your cranberry sauce. Um, it's similar to how a friend of mine makes hers. And I had it for the first time a couple of years ago. And mm -hmm. it's amazing. So anyone that tries it is going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. I had never, you know, I had bought cranberries in hopes of making cranberry sauce, you know, several Thanksgivings and it just never has happened. And so I finally, you know, it, it took this cooking call to make me do it. So y'all made me do it. Um, and the two different recipes I tried, they were both very good. But the one with the orange juice was, I thought was a lot better. And my husband, Jason, liked it a lot better. Um, but the one that Kayla gave out, it's just as good. It's just good. But thanks for the question, Monica. And thanks for the comments. All right. Who do we have next? Next, we have Danette. Hi, Danette. Hello. So my dad, I'm making cranberry sauce. Um, he would put like orange zest in it also, maybe possibly instead of the orange juice. And how long do you cook that for in the crock pot? I had to step away for a minute or two. You cook it for three hours on high in the crock pot. And okay. um, Kayla's recipe does call for some orange zest. Yeah. But we're going to mm -hmm. get to that in just a little bit after we get okay. through with the turkey. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. You're fine. Not a problem. Okay. All Thank right. you. And Thanks we got another one. Okay. Who else do we have? Diane. Oh, okay. Hi, Diane. Hi. How are you doing? I'm great. Wow. Thanks for joining us tonight. Oh, you're welcome. Sounds like you're going to be busy cooking all the turkey and everything you know so oh, yeah. i'm going to be going someplace else for thanksgiving so no cooking <laughs> this year <laughs> but um now what you were talking about the uh crock pot when you're cooking you leave the lid on is that what you said i missed a little bit of that yes you do yes you okay. leave the lid on uh-huh and, and then, then what the about go ahead for your when you're cooking meat in there same thing with that too you would leave it on yes you want to leave it the lid on the only time you take the lid off on the cranberry sauce is to stir it every hour. Okay. And then, you and know, when you're cooking other things in the crock pot, you want to leave the lid on as much as possible so that heat does not escape. And okay, you know, that's once right. that heat yeah. escapes, it's going to lower that temperature of that crock pot. And it's going to have to build it back up again. Yeah. I don't have a crock pot. I'm going to have to get one. That's it, Cause it sounds really handy and you know, you can oh, make so many things in it and uh, yes. You can. And, uh, and, they're so nice this time of year because you can dump all your ingredients in for soups, stews, or chilies. Oh, yeah. Just turn it on high or low and just walk away. And 
you know, a couple of hours. I mean, if it's, you know, the way I make soup is I take a lot of vegetables out of the can and I dump it in there. And, um, oh, yeah. and so if it's anything like I make, it just takes a couple hours on high to get it, everything heated up. So. Right. And then, I mean, you still have to watch it, but probably not as quite as much as you would on a stove, you know, for boiling over right. and that kind of thing. Right. I mean, you know. there's been times where I've closed my crock pot up and I've gone to bed at night or I've left the house. Um, you know, some people don't like to do that. Some people do. I mean, I was raised up doing that. And, but I, you know, also raised up, you don't go to bed with your oven on, well, you don't leave the house with your oven on, but I'm kind of breaking that rule tonight. <laughs> I think it's <laughs> yeah. okay when you're turkey, when you're cooking turkey. So yeah. You kind of All right. To. Well, it's great though. Thanks. I really enjoyed uh, this, this show. It's one welcome. of my favorites. And oh, I really well, enjoy thank it. you. I appreciate yeah. that. And thank you for coming each week. Oh, you're welcome. All right. Do we have any we, more hands in Zoom? We do. Janine. Hi, Janine. Hey, Courtney. Hey, Kayla. Thanks. I'm so excited you're doing this again this year. Um, I don't know if I missed it in the beginning, but what size crock pot are you using? Because I have like five different sizes of crock pots. So which size are you using? This is uh, made in a two quart crock pot. So it's about six to eight inches high and about six inches around. Um, you can do it in a larger crock pot if you have it. And, you know, if you don't have the two quart, just put like a, a glass dish in your crock pot and just put everything in that glass dish. Um, that way, you know, it's all contained and it's not all spread out. And, you know, um, it's just easier to keep everything kind of contained in a smaller setting there. And you just want to put that, you know, um, like a glass casserole dish that will fit in there. Um, you know, it's about six or eight Awesome. Thanks. Mm-hmm. The best place I found to buy crockpots is Black Friday at JCPenney for anyone. Oh, you could buy them online, okay. um, big well, ones, small that. ones. So for those who need them. But okay, ones, thanks for it. I have a try crockpot. Yeah, they do. Uh, yes, I'm going to get mm-hmm. one of those this year, but I bought them for presents. So, you know, right, anyway, well, okay. we're going to move on. Okay. <laughs> and we can talk Black Friday sales on another call. All right. So uh, are there any I hands do. in Clubhouse? Let's go to Clubhouse, and then we'll come back to Zoom. Uh, no, they're not, but okay. if you have uh, questions, <laughs> please All right. Me. Thanks, Jane. Okay, who else do we have, Tori? Les. Hi, Les, and we'll take Les's question, and then after Les, we're going to move on to talk turkey, and then I'll answer more questions about cranberry sauce later on, okay? All right, go ahead, Les. Okay, I'm asking a question about cranberry sauce. Can you yes, make it diabetic free? There are some diabetic. diabetic. There are some diabetic recipes out there. I just don't have them. So just okay. doing a, a you know a simple Google search for diabetic cranberry sauce or homemade diabetic cranberry sauce will pull you up a ton of recipes. So, Fantastic. Uh, but but yeah, I think that's a good question. I should be doing diabetic because two of the four of us are diabetic. But you know. Oh. Oh. we're misbehaving so but you're too question. sweet to have sugar so <laughs> well I tell everybody I'm sweet and I have the papers to prove it so when they start uh. arguing with me <laughs> my doctor says I am so there we go it's official so Ooh. good question Les and thank you so much for joining us tonight you're welcome all right so now that we have the netting off of our turkey, it kind of, there's a plastic outer wrapping. So I'm just trimming that away with my kitchen scissors. And I've talked about my kitchen scissors before. They are just regular scissors that you get like at the craft store, like Singer, 
Um, there's nothing special about them. They're just my kitchen scissors. And that's, that's what I use them for is kitchen stuff. Um, so I'm just kind of cutting away this um, plastic covering best I can. And again, I have this sitting in my sink. You want to make sure your sink is very, very clean. There's nothing around it, like any dishes, no dishes in it or anything. And um, the recipe that I'm following says do not wash your bird because with the water splashing, it could splash, you know, the juices from the turkey and that could also contaminate other areas around your sink. So, but, you know, if you insist on washing your turkey, that's, that's, that's you. Okay. Um, all right. And most turkeys now come with what they call a pop-up timer. And you can feel around on your bird on the breast side in which the breast side is the dome shaped. Okay. And I'm feeling around, feeling around, and I don't feel it, but that doesn't mean that it's not down there. And that's usually an indicator that, you know, once that timer pops up, ah, there it is. Nope, that's the wing. Sorry. Um, once that timer pops up, it means your turkey is done. Um, I don't go by that. I go by what my thermometer says. All right. And so this has its legs tied together with some kind of plastic thingy. And so we're going to cut that away because we want to get inside of our bird. Okay. And I'm just going to pull that away because usually inside your bird is like what they call, um, well, it's the neck and the, um, the liver and the gizzards. And some people like to just do away with those and you can do away with those if you want, or you can keep them and boil them and make giblet gravy later. And Kayla's going to talk about her gravy. She doesn't do giblet gravy, but she's going to talk about gravy as well when we have some time. So Kayla, while I'm snipping all this plastic stuff off the bird, you want to go over your cranberry sauce recipe? Yeah, so mine was very similar to Courtney's, um, except um, I also use um, the, um, the, the orange um, zest. So I take a zester or you can just use like a um, cheese grater, like the smaller holes on a cheese grater and zest your orange. And then since I'm zesting it, I typically use the orange juice that came from that orange in it. Um, and instead of using the, uh, the powdered um, cinnamon, I typically put a cinnamon stick directly into it while it's cooking. Um, I also did mine um, last year. I did it on the stovetop. And so what you would do is you would put your cranberries, um, your liquid, so your orange juice the, and water, your sugars into it and mix it up. And then we are going to um, simmer it on medium heat. And we're going to do that for about 15 to 20 minutes. And when it, it um, starts to heat up, your cranberries start to pop and then you can use your spoon kind of like Courtney did or was talking about to kind of mix them up and break them up. Um, last year I did not do the immersion blender thing, but now that Courtney mentioned that, um, I think that's a lovely idea and I'm definitely going to use that. Um, I was also looking at some recipes online and 
there are people putting like almond or uh, uh, pecans and stuff in it. And I've never had that, but that does sound kind of good. So I might try that with a little bit of it. Um, once it's cooked, you can add some pecans or some nuts into it of your choice as well. So I thought that was kind of interesting and thought I'd pass it on to you guys. So like All I right. said, you're going to um, simmer it for about 15 to 20 minutes. Um, and then um, once it's done, you're going to remove the cinnamon stick before you serve it. And um, you can either serve it at room temperature or you can put it in the fridge and serve it um, at that cooler temperature. So if you're making it ahead of time. Um, last year, I did leave the cinnamon stick in it for like two days. Um, I don't I don't recommend that it was very cinnamon. So once it's done cooking, I do recommend taking the cinnamon stick out at that point. So that's kind of oh, the wow. difference in our recipes there. Okay. Thanks so much, Kayla. Okay, so y'all hear me running water. I am not rinsing my bird. Um, I'm just running some warm water over it because it's still thawed a little bit and I cannot get this plastic stuff out. So I'm just trying to thaw that just a little bit or at least loosen it. And my hands are so cold, they're hurting. So I had to get me some warm water going on there. And this stuff, y'all, is just not coming out. This is live in the night, folks. I will tell you that. So I have found the little bag. That's what I'm looking for. There's usually a little bag inside of your turkey that has like the, neck, the turkey neck and the um, I keep saying giblets, but it is the giblets, the, um, the liver and the gizzards in it. And you want to make sure you take that bag out. Sometimes it's, um, you know, like a paper bag. Sometimes it's not even in a bag at all. Um, so, okay. And apparently I didn't leave my turkey. Well, I couldn't leave it out in the fridge any longer because I only got it on Tuesday. And I have a little bowl sitting here that I'm just putting that in. And, um, and this plastic part is probably what goes to the thermometer that I've been looking for. Yeah. Because that thermometer is plastic. All right. So we have turned it off. And once I get through and get my bird in the oven, I will thoroughly clean my, my sink and my surroundings. Right. Make sure I get all the little ice chunks out of there. Um, so yeah, if you're cooking your bird, you might want to go ahead and get it out now. All right, so I've got a little more trimming here I need to do. And this recipe calls for two ingredients. Two ingredients are turkey and a stick of butter. That's it. Now I'm going to go a little rogue and I'm going to season, season it with my, uh, my seasoning mix of salt, pepper, and garlic powder. And I have poured that into a bowl. Um, I have a small bowl that I use to mix spices. And then I'm going to be doing something like this where my hands are going to be all icky and gooey and yucky. I just pour it into that bowl and dip out of that bowl and then throw away the rest. All right. So me and this bird, we're fixing to do a little dance. And you want to cook this with the breast side down. My mom and I had a little discussion about that earlier. She says, you can't cook it with a breast side down. And she says, you can. I've done it before. So, all right. So, and again, the breast side of your turkey is the domed part. 
you have a part that it looks like it's it's sitting on something, you know, where it can lay flat. And you want that flat side up and you want your breast down because all the juices from your dark meat, while this is cooking, they spill down and they flow down into the breast and they make that breast very, very tender. All right, so I found my seasoning mix. And I'm just, I'm just patting and just rubbing that seasoning mix all over my bird. And, and you know, the wingtips, the legs, you know, in between the crevices, you know, up against the breast and the thigh where those legs and wings meet. And if I have any seasoning left over, I'm just going to dunk it in, inside my bird. And um, so I poured a little more than I thought I would need in in my little bowl my little spice bowl I call it and you just want to coat that liberally and you can use any spice blend that you want if you don't want to season this at all you don't have to because I think if I'm not mistaken they inject these birds with um like some some broth and some seasoned broth so um you know to kind of help make them a little more juicy so they're good just like they are but uh, I'm, I'm a rebel in my cooking as well as my crafting for those who know me as rebel crafter. You should just be a rebel, oh. Courtney. I should be. And a lot of people will agree with that. So. And with this turkey, we're going to cook it in an oven for an hour at 250 degrees. And again, I'm going to send out the link to all of this information for you. Okay. Um, so you want to cook it. At 250 degrees for one hour. After that one hour, you want to turn it down to um, 200 degrees. And you want to cook it and cook it and cook it and cook it. <laughs> and um, in the recipe, it kind of just gave um, a generalization of like a 20 to 22 pound bird and, um, and told how long to cook it. And Kayla and I got to talking and, you know, and it's at a different temperature than I would typically, you know, cook it. And so we got to talking and we decided we're going to cook it for 45 minutes per pound. And I'm going to let somebody else do the math on that. <laughs> Ziggy. So, oh. All right. So. All right, so I'm not going to have enough to really dump in the bird. So I'm just dumping it over the top of my bird. There was not a whole lot left. And then I've got my stick of butter floating around here somewhere. Let me rinse off my hands real well. And I'm going to go ahead and throw away my turkey wrappings, you know, because I left all of that in the sink. And so any juices that were in that packaging, they go right down the drain. And any that I used in washing my hands or, you know, trying to get that bird loose enough. All right. It's all going down the drain. And again, I will clean this thoroughly once we get the turkey in. And Kayla's gonna tell us about how she makes her Thanksgiving turkey. So we'll do that in just a few minutes before we're almost through with this one here. Courtney, if you're cooking that, yes, you said it was 14.5 pounds? 14.8, so I was gonna round it up to 15. Okay, so it was, it's 11 hours then, because I'm rounding up to 11. All right. So Thank you. So we're going to cook this for 11 hours, this nearly 15-pound bird. 
and which means it'll be done probably about four o'clock in the morning. So in my in-laws seat, they are going to be staying with me and they'll be in here with the birds. So I'll tell them to get it now. Okay. <laughs> but no, I'll set me an alarm and I'll come check it and get it out of the oven. And I have a talking thermometer that I use. Uh, purchased it from Blind My Smart. So that's, I don't remember exactly how much it was, but I've only had to change the battery in it one time since I've had it and I've had it almost 11 years. I'd say. All right. And so you want to stick this whole stick of butter in the cavity of that bird and make sure that the breast side is down. And, you know, typically the breast side is cooked with, you know, up, but, um, but this one sits down. All right, so I'm going to wash my hands once more because I have been handling raw turkey. And it's something you want to do when handling raw meat. Um, before you move on to anything else, you want to wash those hands very, very well. Lots of soap and warm water. And once we, once I get my hands rinsed and washed really well, we're going to cover this with foil and you want to cover it tightly. So you don't want to, you know, leave it loose or pinted or anything. You want to cover it tightly because you want to keep all that steam in there, um, which will just help make the turkey more juicy, more tender. And with this turkey, you won't be able to carve it. It will just fall right off the bone. All right. So that's my foil here. And then we'll get this in the oven. All right, so do we have any questions on this, on turkey making? And then I'll answer, we'll get to other questions later. Right, do we have any questions in Zoom, Tori? Not yet. Okay. And what about in Clubhouse? Do we have anybody that has a turkey question? Not yet. All right. Now so we have some. Okay. All right. Who is our first turkey? Danette. Hi, Danette. I'm glad it was you <laughs> that I called a turkey. <laughs> okay, so you put a whole pat of butter, like a whole thing of butter. Are you talking like, like a cube of butter in no, the turkey? A, a whole stick. A whole so stick, a, okay. Uh -huh. okay. It's half a cup or a quarter of a pound. Okay, and when you're saying breast side down, this is where the dumb question comes. Does that mean the legs are up and the wings are up? No. So no. breast side down, when you get your turkey, and the same thing with a chicken. Uh -huh. When you get your, your bird, mm -hmm. there's going to be a side that's kind of flat. And, it, um, and, so, and then there's this domed side. So it, you know, it kind of curves over. That domed side is your breast side. The, the like the stomach, yes. Okay, the stomach is going to be your flat side. Okay, but that's what I consider the. Thing. So when you get a when you get a bird, there's yep. one side of it. It, it lays flat. Mm -hmm. Okay, that is not your breast side. You flip okay. it over where it's kind of rounded on top, like a like a right. loaf of bread. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's going to be your breast side. It's what's rounded on top. Okay. 
So, Courtney, uh, the wings have kind of a point to them, and those are pointing yes. downwards, then, downwards. correct? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Told you it was a dumb question. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> it's not. Because we, I called her. First, I called my mother, and I said, okay, I want to make sure that I know the answer to this question, because it's going to come up. I know it is. <laughs> and and she told me where, you know, the breast, which side was the breast side. And then, then she says, but you can't cook a turkey breast side down. And I said, yes, you can. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, no, you can't. And I'm like, well, yes, you can. You just never done it. <laughs> I saw that. I didn't tell mama that, you know. Oh, yeah, right. I'm, I'm, I'm not stupid. I'm blind. That's what I tell them. Every once in a while. <laughs> All right. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right. And I've got this. I'll get to any other raised hands in just a moment. And I've got this. I had to put three sheets of foil over it to get it covered. Um, but it is, and I'm kind of squishing it down where there might be some air pockets or something. Um, so just squish it down around that bird. And I'm you're get using it in a, 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 um, for your roasting pan, it's a, a throwaway one, correct? Is that yes. what you're using? Okay. Yes. I don't know what size it is because I put on my grocery list large enough to fit my turkey. And that's what I got. So um, they <laughs> well, come in. <laughs> but yeah, kind of need one big enough for your turkey. So they come in different sizes, um, but you just want one big enough to put your, put your turkey in. So, all right. I think I'm going to put this. Let me close my oven real quick. I think I'm going to put this on my half sheet pan and then I will put that in the oven because when it comes out it's going to be a lot easier to take out of that out of the oven if it's on a sheet pan than it will if it's just in that disposable aluminum pan but yes I'm using a disposable aluminum pan um, and it fits the whole turkey and there's a little bit of room around the turkey not much not much and then um and I've just covered it with your basic aluminum foil. It's not heavy duty or there's nothing special about it. It's just great value aluminum foil. All right. Okay, so we've got that on the pan. And do we have any other raised hands, Tori? We do. We have Glenna. Hey, Glenna. Yeah, me. Have you ever used uh, the, the turkey bags? I have not. Um, before, you know, I moved out on my own and started cooking, they just, my grandmother and my mother, they just cooked it in the oven, never used a bag at all. Oh, because, um, yeah, because I've used a bag and that those are so nice because it seals it up really good. Right. And this recipe didn't call for it. So, you know, just to seal it up really well with your aluminum foil. Oh, so, okay. So you can skip the bag if you want to this well, year. Well, yes. Okay. <laughs> and again, that pan, it is disposable. So once I get that turkey out and get it, uh, all the meat pulled off the bone and put some of my drippings in for my gravy, then I'll toss it. And those are the kind of dishes my husband likes because he's my dishwasher. So he loves it when I use disposable. He says, why can't we have disposable everything? <laughs> but good question, Glenda. Thank you so much. All right, who do we have next, Tori? Monica. Hi, Monica. Hi. So my question is when you measured up, when you put your salt, garlic, and was it pepper? Yes. 
Okay, you put it in a bowl first. Do you know Mm -hmm. Right. about how much you put in the bowl of each or you just guessed? So I have this mixed up already. So Okay. the recipe, it's actually um, Paula Dean's house seasoning recipe. It's a half a cup of uh, sea salt. I just use regular table salt. It's a half a cup of sea salt, a fourth of a cup of black pepper, and a fourth of a cup of garlic powder. And, you know, I usually sometimes quadruple that recipe because I make it in big batches. That way I always have it. Um, and I only have to make it several times a year. Right. So, and then I just, you know, I buy the, the like I said, I buy the, uh, my spices in bulk. Mm-hmm. So I'll get like a 16 ounce container of, um, black pepper and garlic powder. And then my salt, I just get the regular just round cylinder tube. And, um, and then once those eight, uh, 16 ounce containers are empty, I just, get them washed out and let them dry really well. And then I put my seasoning mix back in there. So I put you know, my mixture in there and it's sitting on the back of my stove, just like where I would sit in salt and pepper shakers. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Do we have any other hands in zoom? Not at this moment. Okay. Do we have any hands in clubhouse? Uh, no, we don't. Okay. Thank you. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and set my one-hour timer, and then I'll come back in a little bit and set my 10 hours for the remaining time. Alexa, start one-hour timer. Third timer, one hour, starting now. That's the one thing I like about Alexa. Stop. Um, you can um, set so many multiple timers on that. You can also name the timers. Oh, yes. So you can say set an, a one-hour timer for the turkey. Okay. Well, set one hour timer for the cranberries so you'll know which one it's going off for. Thank you. I forget to do that. I do too. And usually I'm like, wait, what am I supposed to be doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And usually, you know, by then I've already, you know, I usually know my timers because they're so far yeah. apart. So, all right. So we're going to let, do we have any more questions, any other hands raised before we go to Kayla we to do. talk for Turkey? All right. Who do we have next? We have Diana. Hi, hey, Diana. Hi, Diana. Uh, hi. Diana, actually. Diana. We have sorry. Diana and Diana. Actually. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She can go so for funny at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Let's call me Diana. Diana, so yeah, let's, Diana let's is Diana. first on the list. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Go ahead, Diana. She hasn't had a question yet. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hi, Diana. Welcome. Hi. Hi. Um, I just want to let the person know that was asking earlier. I think it was Les that was wondering about a sugar-free version of the cranberry sauce. Yeah, I made. I've never made homemade cranberry sauce till a couple of years ago, and oh my gosh, is it good! Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but I found a. Uh, it's actually from a low carb slash keto site, but it doesn't matter. I mean, that's not the. It's just it's a low carb fruit anyway. Cranberries are, right. and so they just had made a cranberry sauce, um, and it's a. Uh, it's a uh, all day I dream about. Oh, all day I dream about food is the name of the website. Okay. And it has a really good, the cranberry sauce on there anyway, I thought was really, really good. So, and it's basically mm-hmm. like Kayla did hers. I think, you know, you let it boil for a little while and all that. And it's the, the berries start popping and, you know, but it was very okay. good. So I want to let him know. Thank you. And do you have that recipe in on your files or in your files, Diana? No, I actually just go and look it up each time. I made it like, okay. I think I made it out two years in a row. So this year I was just going to go look it up again because I know okay. where it's at. 
Okay. Uh, I thought if, if you had it, I was going to just... If it asks for a different sweetener like allulose or erythritol or something like that, you can use like Splenda in a bag or, or something like okay. that, you know, long as it's, because I think it's a one for one for sugar. So you can All just right. use, you know, whatever sweetener you want. Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh -huh. And I'll try to remember, you know, I, I know that website because a lot of people post keto recipes on Facebook using that. So um, I'll try to remember to put that, send that link out and I'll try to find that, that low sugar uh, cranberry sauce recipe. It's Carolyn Ketchum, All Day I Dream About Food. Okay. Thank you so much, Diane. Mm -hmm. All right. Go ahead, Diane. Okay. Y'all going to hear me cleaning my sink. So no I'm problem. Stay unmuted. All right. Um, what, um, what is, what was the one hour timer for that you, you just set? It was for my turkey. So you, um, you cook it at 250 degrees for one hour. Oh, that's right. And, okay. Yeah. And then uh, you turn it down to 200 and you cook and I'm going to, mine will cook for an additional 10 hours. Okay. That, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. 200. Mm -hmm. And then you cook it breast side down and the breast side is the dome side, right? That is correct. All right. That is correct. I'm learning. <laughs> okay. Thank yeah. you. You are so welcome. Do we have any additional hands? We do, Dan. Hi, Dan. Welcome. Hello. So I am wondering about these uh, turkey roasts. Have you ever tried one of those? And do they differ much from the prep? I have not. So I cannot answer that question. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I have not either. I've always used the whole bird because I like it all. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've it's just, just a turkey breast. Yeah. And I've um, done that in the crock pot. Mm -hmm. um, very similar to what Courtney did, but put it in a large crock pot. But I've not done a turkey roast. I haven't either. I, I have done a turkey breast. Um, I've forgotten about that, but thanks for mentioning that, Kayla. Yes, I have done a turkey breast before. Um, and I've done it similarly to what I did here. And if you have a, a bird that's like around 10 pounds or so, it says to put a half a stick of butter. And I'm like, really? You know, <laughs> I'm from the South. We use butter on everything. If it's, you know, um, the more butter, the better. So, um, so yeah, I, I just put a whole stick in there, even though it was, you know, less than 20, 22 pounds. So, but good question, Dan. Thanks for joining us. All right, do we have anybody else in club? Let's go over to Clubhouse and see if we have any raised hands over there. Um, we, uh, we don't. All right. All right, Tori, do we have any other hands in Zoom? Not at this moment, and it's 10 to the top of the hour. All right, thank you. Thank you so much. All right, so... If you have any additional questions, go ahead and get your hand raised. But we're going to let Kayla tell us about how she fixes her Thanksgiving turkey, which sounds do do amazing. The turkey or the gravy first? Either one. Okay, I'm going to start is, with it's the It's in gravy. your hands now. All okay, right. so I'm going to start with the gravy um, since we did already do a turkey. Um, so that, yeah, but we have, do we have, we have 90 minutes, correct, Courtney? Yes, we do. Okay. So for the gravy, um, and I use the drippings from the pan when I make my gravy, um, but real quick here, I'll give you the ingredients. It's going to be a half a cup of butter, so one stick, 
Um, one, it, this, the recipe calls for one teaspoon of black pepper. And I don't typically put this in until after I have my gravy made and then I season it. Since I'm using the pan drippings, you get a lot of flavor from there. Um, a half a cup of flour. So um, the flour is used to help thicken your gravy. So you're gonna have equal parts fat and flour when you make a, a pan, a gravy. Um, and then four cups of, of pan drippings, or you can use broth. So if your turkey doesn't have four cups of, of drippings in there, that isn't a huge deal. You can supplement that with some chicken broth um, to make sure you have your the amount of liquid you need. Um, if you wanted to and you're desperate, you can add water, but I don't typically recommend that because that's going to take a lot of flavor away. And if you did do that, I would recommend putting in some bouillon. So the first thing you do is you use a, a large saucepan. <clears throat> and I like to use a heavy bottom saucepan because we're going to melt the butter on the in there first. And um, I want to make sure it's not going to burn. So the first thing you do is, and I typically will cut my butter into pads. I'm not going to put like the whole stick in there because then it doesn't melt as evenly. And I'll take a wooden spoon and I'll kind of move those around as they're melting. Um, and then you're going to slowly add in your flour. Um, probably like I'd say maybe a tablespoon or two at a time. Um, I kind of just shake the cup over the pan a little bit to get some in there. Um, and then I typically will use, change over to a whisk at this point so I can start mixing the butter and the flour together because we're trying to thicken up that butter. Um, so you'll, you'll add that, you'll mix it and add all the flour in um, slowly. And then you'll add your... Um, um, and you do that until the mixture is kind of a smooth texture because you don't want chunky gravy. When I get my drippings out of my pan, I do put it through a, um, a sieve. So there, I don't know what they're called, the strainer thing, um, so that I make sure I'm just getting liquid and not any meat chunks or anything like that. So what I do is I tip my pan. Um, this is after the turkey's kind of taken out of it. And I use a ladle. And I put my measuring cup with the um, the uh, sieve over the top of it, right next to the pan, and I use a ladle to ladle out that juice into the the um, measuring cup, and it's a glass measuring cup. So you'll want four cups of that. Um, so once your flour and butter is um, mixed in, then you'll start adding your liquid. And again, you add it slowly. And I typically grab somebody to help me with this step because Please it's really hard your microphone. for me to whisk with one if hand. You cannot see the volume indicator blinking, select a different I only mic. have two hands. So I typically will have someone just kind of pour it while I whisk it because I feel like it gets a, a smoother gravy. That is not necessary. Um, just be really careful that you don't spill your your liquid onto your stovetop or it'll start to simmer and you don't want that. You don't want to have to clean up that mess. So once you get all the um, broth into the, the pan, you're gonna just thicken it until, you're gonna just cook it until it's the thickness you want it to be. Um, and as it cools, it's gonna thicken up more. So keep that in mind. So once you take it off the heat, it's gonna continue to thicken up. And then um, you can just serve it, put it in a gravy boat. Um, I typically just leave it in the pan and put the, 
the um the uh uh thing in it so they can dip out some gravy. I don't typically take all my food to the counter or to the table. Um, we have a smaller kitchen table. So we do, we, we typically do assembly line where you just go down the line and fill your plate up um, at my house anyways. So um, before I move on to my turkey, I was wondering if um, anyone had any questions on the gravy. Not seeing any hands. How about you, Jane? Are you clear over there in Clubhouse? I will say yes. Okay. Well, we do All have right. a hand then. Okay. And that Perfect. gravy sounds delicious. It is so good. And it's from the turkey, which I'll tell you how I make here now in a minute. Okay. Claude has a question. All right. Go ahead. Good afternoon. Uh, at what point and by what method do you use the, the giblets? Uh, it was mentioned earlier they were taken out of the cavity and currently they're sitting in a bowl. Um, they're not prepared. So do you have a method and instructions and do you use the giblets in your gravy? I do not. I use okay. the pan drippings. Um, I typically, because and when I go to my turkey recipe, I put some broth in the bottom of my roasting pan. So I have enough um, liquid. I typically will get six to eight cups. So I usually double this recipe for my gravy. Um, and then I add it to my dinner pie, which we'll have to do a leftover call. <laughs> I know. I know if we didn't have the auction Sunday night, I thought we might do a leftovers yeah. call. Um, but I've not used the giblets. Um, I'm, I know you can boil them, but I'm not exactly sure with how much water and for how long to do that. So um, this will be my first time ever making giblet gravy. And so I had, my plans are, you know, I'm going to kind of look at several different recipes um, and just kind of combine that. Usually what I do is I combine recipes and, and get the one that sounds the best to me. Um, so what I'm going to do is, if I remember my grandmother making it, if I remember correctly, she boiled, you know, all of the, the giblets, like the liver, the gizzards, and the neck. And um, some people have heard say, you know, they remove the neck. And she left the liver in there. Um, that's the best part I remember about it because I love that part. And she always chopped up a boiled egg to put in there, too, or slice it up. I mean, it was big honks. Oh, so. Yeah, and I'm sure that she, um, of course, she sees. I'm sure she seasoned the the water that had the giblets in there. Um, you know, sorry to say she's passed on, so I can't ask. And I was too young when she passed on to to um, really inquire how she did her her gravy. Um, but I would season it with you know my regular seasoning mix of salt, pepper, and garlic powder, and just let it boil um, for however long these recipes say to. And again, I'm sorry I can't give you anything more than that because I haven't looked it up. It's just something I, I just kind of decided on the fly. Hey, I'm going to save these and going to attempt giblet gravy. So between now and tomorrow when we have our Thanksgiving dinner, I'm going to um, look up a few recipes. And like I said, I'll cobble them together to make one good one. And uh, yeah, if it and turns out okay. Liquid, then you'll be able to follow these steps to finish yeah, off. Yeah. 
and knowing her, she probably put some butter in there. And, uh, and I know she probably thickened it with maybe a slurry of like cornstarch and, um, and some of the broth or even some cornstarch and water. And you just mix uh, that together just to make, like I said, a slurry. And then you just slowly pour that into your broth mixture and continue stirring your broth mixture and it will thicken up. So, but if I find a, a good recipe, um, what I cobble together, I will post it to the list serve um, tomorrow night. If it's good, if I don't post one, y'all know it didn't turn out right. <laughs> so, but, all right, good question. So, do we have any have other hands? Go ahead, Tor uh, Kayla. I was just gonna say, then you have you can have canned gravy, which I didn't even know gravy came in a can until someone brought it to my house, and they're like, "Yeah, I brought gravy." I'm like. I didn't know it came in a can. <laughs> and a quick way to make gravy, if you don't want to do all of this, a quick way to make your gravy is use a can of cream of chicken or cream of mushroom soup and a can full of chicken broth or the turkey broth. Mix that together. Dump all that in a pot and on medium heat and mix it all together until, um, you know, it gets un gets thinned out a little bit and you know you can put in as much as you want you know broth as you want to and as little as you want to so again to make it the consistency that you want all right any additional questions tori or jane um claude raised his hand again like a second ago but that was yeah the, I, I know this is heresy and i apologize whoops i am i on um yes you are go ahead okay. um I apologize for interrupting too much, but um, I'm aware that uh, gravy, I mean, chicken gravy and brown gravy is also available in packets and as a dry mix in stores, mm -hmm. and you can add water to that. I'm just adding that to the conversation because you're doing such a wonderful job of explaining this from a very, you know, original starting point, and it's, I'm enjoying listening to your your front instructions, but uh, in addition to them gravy being in a can, uh, it is also available in packets with dry yes. and then you follow the instructions that. I just and I have used the packet one. I've used that. I've used the beef of the packet ones um, and they work great. I just, I knew they came in a packet. I just had no idea they came, it came in a can. It yeah. was like, oh, so yeah. um, because I can't see what's on the shelf at the grocery store until someone right. tells them, you know what I mean? So that is an option that you guys also have that I want to make you aware of that. It, I didn't know that. So right. I'm sure yeah. there's someone else out there that doesn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Within this conversation, I wanted to add that because I'm enjoying this no end. And I thought I'm aware that that is a, an option. And I wanted to add that to the conversation. Thank you very, very much. Thank you for yeah. reminding us of that, Claude. We really appreciate that because once I get to talking, I have all these points that I want to talk on and sometimes I miss them. And, and that's just one point I did not think to add. So, but thank you. That's a good idea and a good tip for those who don't want to cook gravy. You know, you can just, you know, add your water or your broth to those dry mixes and there you go. So, all right. Do we have any other hands, Tori? No. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and let Kayla talk about turkey she cooks Thanksgiving Day. And it sounds amazing. And one day I'm going to grow up and I'm going to be like Kayla and cook my turkey like Kayla. Or you <laughs> so, could just come visit me for Thanksgiving and I'll do all the work. 
because this one is a lot more work than Courtney's and my ingredients list is, is probably triple hers. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, first of all, you're going to need a turkey. I, I think that's a surprise to all, all of you. <laughs> so, um, and I use um, fresh herbs that I buy in the um, produce section of the store. Um, a lot of times it says poultry herbs. Um, and that will contain rosemary, thyme, and sage is what I, I typically will use. And I buy like two or three of them. Um, so um, one and a half cups of olive oil, four or five oranges, a half a, one, and a, one and one half cup salt, one can of chicken broth, and one can of of water using the broth can. Okay, so let me explain why we need so much salt and all this other ingredients and extra herbs. So, um, so I, I prep my turkey just like Courtney did. So I'm not going to go through the steps of doing thawing your turkey and, and getting it all cleaned out because I do it the exact same way Courtney did. So I brine my turkey. So I use about 12 cups of water. Um, I use a large stock pot and I bring that water to a boil. Um, I put an hour and uh, an hour, sorry, one and a half cups of salt into that water with a bundle of the fresh herbs. Um, so I'm going to put those three herbs in the, um, the rosemary, the thyme and the sage into the water while it's boiling. I'm going to boil it until the salt dissolves. So I just use a spoon to mix it. Um, and you can feel like the salt sinks to the bottom of the pan. So when you're mixing it, you can feel that the salt is still on the bottom of the pan. And then once it all dissolves, you won't feel that graininess at the bottom of your pan. Um, and then I let it get back to room temperature. So I just put a lid on it, take it off the heat and let it sit on the stovetop for a couple hours to get back to room temperature. <clears throat> so and your house will smell amazing at that point, like these fresh herbs and everything, your house is already smelling good. And we're a couple days away from Thanksgiving. So mouse will start watering. So I use either a, a oven bag or now they have brine bags, which when I first started doing this uh, 15 years ago or so, when I did this the first time, they did not have, um, they didn't have the brine bags available like they do now. So um, I use a brine bag. And typically what I will do is I will um, take that brine bag and I take my largest bowl and I put that brine bag into open it up and have the bowl kind of stabilize it so it doesn't move as, as much. Um, I pick up my turkey um, and I have a 20 pound turkey this year. So my husband's going to help me pick up my turkey and put it in my brine bag bowl. And then we pour the water over it in that brine bag. So um, typically, again, I, I use help with this because I, I, one of us holds the bag and one of us pours it. Um, and then I tie off that bag really well um, so that the, the, the bag is very close to the turkey. Um, if, you, if your turkey is not completely submerged, um, you can also um, add more water. Um, 
and you can put this in your roasting pan. I use a roasting pan, um, a roaster, so an electric roaster, so that my oven is free and this can just sit on my counter and cook. So I have it in the brine and I leave it in there in the fridge for about 24 hours. So after 24 hours, I take it out of the fridge and I sanitize my sink before and after every time I do something in my sink with my, my turkey. So by this point, I would have already sanitized it three times. Once before I started, once after I got my turkey all out of its baggage, bag, bags and all that trash. Um, and I always, when I, when I uh, unwrap my turkey, I always have a shopping bag next to me so that I can put those, that trash directly into the shopping bag and tie it off and put it in the trash when I'm done. So I'm not accidentally dripping anything when I'm going to or from the trash or moving the trash and then forgetting I moved it and trip over it. Um, learning, learn from my experiences. So once the, um, oh, I, I, I missed a step and I apologize. So um, while this is brining, before this is brining, I take those herbs and I chop them up and I put them in the olive oil, the half a cup of olive oil. And I already did that um, for this year. So I did that yesterday and I chopped up all my herb, a bunch of herbs and put it in the olive oil. So I took like one packet of those three herbs um, because they all come in one little container. Um, I typically have bought them separately in the past, but the grocery store did not have them separate. So I just bought them. Anyways, um, so I chopped up the herbs, put them in the olive oil, and I let that sit for a few days. And I shake it every couple of days or every day a couple of times. Um, and then um, once I get, after my turkey is brined in the salt water herb for 24 hours, I take it out, I rinse it off. Um, and I have a uh, detachable sprayer thingy that I spray it with. And then I, um, I wipe down all my counters around my sink and everything when I'm done because of the reason Courtney was saying that if, if it splatters at all. But we do need to rinse it after this, the brine because we don't want it to be real salty. So we're washing all that extra off. Um, and then I put it in my roasting pan and it, there's a little rack that goes in the bottom of my roasting pan. I put that down and then I put my turkey in there and then I grab my olive oil herb mixture and I rub it all over the outside and the inside. So I will start, I typically, I'm going to cook my, my breast down this time just to see how it turns out for me. Um, but I typically do it breast up. So I put it breast down to start. I put the olive oil on that side and then I flip it over and put it on the the breast side, the wings, the legs, inside it, um, all over it from top to bottom. Um, and then I put it back in the fridge for another 24 hours and I let that sit on the turkey. Um, my turkey cooks one hour per pound. Um, so I, mine is a 20 pound turkey. So my turkey is gonna be cooking for 20 hours. Um, which this is my reasoning, you know, for having a roaster. So my oven is still open and I can cook all those other yummy things. Okay. Oh, I, I did have the herbs and oil on here. It was just down further for some reason. Okay. So before I start, so after that 24 hours or so that the, um, that the uh, herbs and, and oil were on it, I then will cook it. 
And so I take the roaster pan out of the fridge and I put it in the, in the element that heats it. You can do this on your, in your oven. You will cover it like with tin foil. I like the idea of doing the oven bag with this. If, um, if you have that available to you as well, I've not done it, but I really like the idea of doing that. Um, so what I do is I put that can of broth and one can of water into the bottom of my pan just to give it some extra moisture in there so it can kind of keep it moist and steamy in there. Um, and then the oranges. I take my oranges and I slice them so they're round slices, um, about a half inch, quarter to a half inch, somewhere around there. Um, and I take toothpicks and I lay the orange slices on the top of my turkey. And then I take toothpicks and I press them in so that it's penetrating the skin of the turkey. So I'm poking holes so that that juice can kind of um, go into the turkey, but it also helps those oranges stay on top of the turkey so they don't slide off. And I put, um, I put them as many on it as I possibly can. So I lay, I, I put it on the legs all across the top. Um, if your wings are touching the side of your pan, um, you can use a toothpick to stick those to it so there it doesn't burn or anything like that or stick to the edge of the pan. Um, okay, so then um, after I do that, I take all the ends of the oranges and I just put them inside. It, so I stuff it with oranges. I put oranges all over it. It's amazing. Um, if you are using a, um, if you're doing this in the oven and you're putting a, in a bag or putting tinfoil over it, you're gonna have to dome it a little bit so that your toothpicks don't pierce your tinfoil. Okay, and then like I said, I cook this for an hour per pound. For the first and last hour it's cooking, I cook it at 450 and then, um, so I 450 and then I bump it down to 180. And then for the very last hour it's cooking, I bump it back up to 450. Um, and then I always check my meat to make sure it's done with a thermometer when, but um, it typically, I've never had it not be done. Um, and then it is, it, it's so moist that it literally cannot take it out of the roaster. It just starts to fall apart as soon as you like do anything with it. And um, it's really yummy. So that is how I make my turkey. Any questions? Because I know that was a lot. And I have Kayla's recipe for her turkey and that will be sent out. I'm hoping to get everything sent out tonight. If it's not sent out tonight, it will be there tomorrow. Um, so the recipe for my turkey, the recipe for the cranberry sauce, and the recipe for Kayla's turkey will all be in your inbox by 8 a.m. Central Time tomorrow morning. All right, and while we're waiting on raised hands, my one-hour timer went off to stir my cranberries. So I, I you know, just took the lid off for a few seconds, stirred those around, make sure nothing was sticking, put the lid back on, set another one-hour timer. And something else, when you're uh, checking your time, uh, your turkey, to make sure it's done, you want to make sure that it's at least 165 degrees. Um, and, because it, and that you're or not touching a bone. When you're, Correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You want to do like the thickest part of the thigh. Um, so, you know, just stick it somewhere around the leg, but don't touch the bone. And um, 
and just make sure it's between 165 and 180. I mean, if it's over 180, that's fine, but it needs to be at least 165. So, all right. Do we have any raised hands in Clubhouse? Let's go to Clubhouse first. Uh, right. We don't. All right. Thank you, Jane. And do we have any raised hands in Zoom? We do. Herbie. Um, Hi, Herbie. Well, first of well, well, first of all, Courtney, don't feel bad about growing up and doing Kayla's recipe or not doing it. Um. I will have to grow up right along with you. And I was just sitting there and halfway through going, wow, um, wow. Like, That's did, why uh, I buy the biggest <clears throat> turkey possible because it's the same amount of work whether I have a 20-pound turkey or a 14-pound turkey. I just get more leftovers. So, so, like, did you actually come up with the recipe or did you? Um... Yes. Yeah, so I looked about at, like, four or five different recipes and um, – I made my first turkey the year I got married, so that was 16 years ago. And so over the years, I just tested, tried different things, and then wrote down what worked, what I liked, what I didn't like, and this is where I've landed. And I've done this recipe probably the last six years, just like this. And, and have you thought about, like, actually, you know, like, selling your turkeys to restaurants or anything like that? <laughs> no, it's little... too much work. <laughs> yeah, but you can charge a really high price, you know. <laughs> $50 a turkey or something. I mean, yeah, that's how oh, that much just, they almost cost these days. Holy moly, they are expensive that, yeah. this year. Yeah, that, that would just barely cover the cost of the turkey, <laughs> much less the rest of the labor and ingredients. So, all right. Thanks, Herbie. All right. Do we have any other raised hands? Janine. Okay. Go Janine. ahead, Janine. Hey, so I'm so sorry, but uh, someone came in and asked me a question at a crucial point. <laughs> so when you were doing your orange slices, do you put them under the skin and do you put the olive oil under the skin or do you nope, just attach them? Okay. Um, so those are all on top. Of I don't want to stick my hands under the skin because that sounds icky. It is icky, but then it's flavoring <laughs> under there. Look, I used to do herb butter, and my grandpa made me do that. It was there. Okay, so okay, so toothpicks on the outside, all yep, over and the that place. Pokes, that kind of penetrates them, so it makes these holes in it. So that stuff does end up seeping into it. I just don't have to put my hand under and try to separate it and all that stuff. I love that. And what did we do with the olive oil and herbs? I'm so sorry. We we put it on the turkey 24 hours before we top. We we uh, yes, and then we put yep. that back in the fridge. Okay, cool. Yep, yep. So okay, it cool. Takes Thank me, you. It takes me about four days to make the turkey. From yeah, all the prep. I heard you say this to recipe. Eat. To eat it. No, from starting <laughs> until I get to eat it is about four days. Okay. Well, we're all going to fly to your house and have turkey. Absolutely. I got lots of other fun, <laughs> yummy things on the menu as well. So, <laughs> well, thank you. Thanks. And again, just a reminder, I will send out these recipes. Um, so you'll have all of that information. Uh, and you guys should feel lucky now. because I have just recently allowed anyone to even have my recipe. So, well, we feel it was a guarded secret thank for you. a few years. Yeah. <laughs> We are so thankful that, that you trust us enough to share that with us. So thank you so much, Kayla. I can't wait to try it sometime, whether I do it on my own or I fly out to, to Phoenix. So it's beautiful weather to... here, y'all. I know, I know. All right, any other raised hands? Not of this oh, precise talk... second. And okay, you have about can... 10 minutes left. Thank you. 
So we have a few minutes left. So if you have any questions about the cranberry sauce or anything about my turkey or Kayla's turkey, get those hands up quickly. While you're doing that, I'm going to go over a few things and then we'll go to raise hands and then we'll close up the, the call. So we will not have a call next Sunday. We've been doing them every week since after, well, since before uh, Halloween and I need a break. Plus also it would be uh, ending right as the auction would be beginning. So we're just going to take a break next week so everybody can get to the auction early and, and get, get their hands raised and, and their paddles raised and bidding arms going. So we will not have a call next week when bid, we return. Bid. bid, yes, bid, 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 and bid high and bid often. Um, bid on my that, banana bread. Yes, Kayla has banana bread in there this year. And uh, all of the money raised goes to support ACB Media. And that helps you listen to this call on ACB Media Channel 5, the community channel. So, um, yes, so bid, 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 and bid high each time. Um, when we come back in December, we will start getting ready for Christmas holidays. I uh, haven't decided which one I'm going to do first, but one week we're going to do cookies, one week we're going to do candy, and one week we're going to do appetizers. So you have some ideas of what to give for gifts or take to parties, you know, things like that. So we're, Kelly and I have got a list going of what we're going to pick from to cook, and it may be kind of a marathon type event. So um, may not be a lot of cooking along with us. May be a lot of listening, but you'll definitely get the recipes for that. Um, again, if you would like to connect with any of the cooks at ACB, you can send an email to acbcooks at gmail.com, and I will forward that on. If you have any questions for me or any questions about anything that we've discussed here tonight, just shoot an email to that email address, and uh, I will either answer them or I will forward them on. If you would like the recipes from tonight in any other uh, of our recipe calls that we've done or Herbie is doing, you can send a blank email to acb-cooks plus sign subscribe at acblists.org. Again, that information is in the description of tonight's call. And if you were not able to write down those addresses. All right. And again, I want to thank my host, Tori, and my streamer, Nikki, my connector to Clubhouse, uh, Jane and Kayla, thank you so much for helping and sharing your delicious turkey recipe. So do we have any raised hands? We do, Dan. All right, go ahead, Dan. Well, I'm curious for those orange slices, were those peeled or not? I do not peel them. No. All right. And then um, when um, the turkey's done, we just take them off and throw them in the trash. Gotcha. Good question. Any no, I don't do extra things? work. <laughs> I'm not doing yeah. enough extra work. But the rinds on them are good, and it helps them keep their shape. So I think peeling them would actually be more difficult. Yeah, I, I think so as well. All right. Do we have any other hands, Tori? Herbie. All right, no, just and if you have, hold on just a second, Herbie. If you have questions in Clubhouse, get those hands raised because after Herbie, we're going to Clubhouse and then we're going to cut it off. All right, go ahead, Herbie. No, just occurred to me, could you use orange juice and get the same effect? I don't think so because it's the oranges that like slow roast on top of it, dripping their juice down that really gives the flavor. Mm. Um, the orange juice would be more down in the pan below it. Right. And I am going to try this year. I'm going to try cooking my breast down and see how that comes out. So um, when we I meet will... back up in December, I will let you guys know how that turned out. 
All right. Well, okay. I will tell you from my experience with cooking whole chickens, I find that it's a little turn. They it turns out better with breast side up. But okay, um, maybe I'll keep it that way. I don't want to ruin a whole twenty pound turkey. Yeah, <laughs> I know this method works. Maybe I'll yeah, get a gonna, smaller one and try that. Yeah, was, that's what I was going to suggest. Yeah, because what I find is, you know, it it, it kind of like. Yeah, it, it 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 turns out a little bit weird when you cook it breast side down. At least that's a whole chicken. Then maybe turkey would be behave itself. I don't know, but yeah, I find it. I looks have people coming over, up. so I'm not sure if I want to mess it up when they're when they have expectations already because they were here last year. <laughs> yep. And I will say with my turkey, it does not get that golden brown that you you know some people have seen in the movies or in magazines. It does not get that way. But the the link that I will send you, it has the directions on how to get that that golden brown skin. You have to baste it every hour. And I'm not going to get up every hour in the night and baste my turkey. I'm sorry. Sleep is too precious to me. And I can't tell whether it's brown or not. So there you go. There you go. Mine All doesn't right. brown up a whole lot either. Right. But it's, it it's, is. So, yeah. And Kayla uses a roasting oven. And the only reason I don't is because I don't have one. That's the only reason. And right now I don't have a place to store it. Um, I could borrow one, but then, you know, it's just too much effort, as my friend Samantha would say. But, all right. Do we have any questions in Clubhouse, Jane? No, we don't. All right. So I want to thank you all so much for joining us tonight. I hope you have a very happy Thanksgiving Gobble till you wobble, and then you can't wobble no more. Watch, kick back and watch some football this weekend. And if you're a football fan, if you're not, then go shopping if you do the shopping thing. But most of all, just have a happy and safe Thanksgiving. Enjoy that time with your family or friends. And we will see you at the next community event. Y'all have a great evening.